I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't keep it in any longer. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say something here. And welcome back to another episode of the Refactored Podcast, where it's our goal here to suck a little less every day. My name is Chris Tonkinson. And my name is Frank Hole. And this is episode number 63, recorded March 22nd, 2022. All right. So I have a, I ha- I have a bone to pick. Uh, not with you. I have been doing... Um, oh, okay, good. Now I can time. stop being worried. Yeah, this... this I'm sure you were, I'm sure you were terrified. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have... Um, I was putting up some shelves in my in my office the other day and um, put some holes in the wrong spot. And so I got to spackle the holes and, you know, do all that right. crap. So I had to go. I went to the garage and went to grab my my trusty thing, a spackle. And the whole thing is dried out. It's just a giant concrete brick inside mm-hmm. of a plastic container. So yep. I have to go to the store. And you have you have a round brick. You have yeah. a round brick. Right. And so yep. I have to go to the store and I have to buy more of it. And they have it in the tubs. They also have those handy um, tubes of it. It's a smaller amount, but it, you know, it comes in the, you know, it's got the cap. It's got a little applicator basically. And you can, you know, basically do spot patching and things like that for really Mm -hmm. tiny or, you know, you only need a little bit, you know, pretty Mm -hmm. handy. But this, this still kind of irked me because I had this entire tub of spackle that effectively was completely wasted because it dried out. And then mm-hmm. this tube also kind of annoyed me because the tube doesn't have a cap. It's just a piece of plastic. You have to cut it open, which means there's really no way to seal it. Use it and then it's done. Which means that you are effectively, the these products are like this, they're, they're one-time use. If you don't seal them appropriately, they just dry out. And then, you know, you're out five, six bucks to plug, you know, one or two holes. And so this to me, there's a joke in there somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Probably, probably, you know what? I don't want to go looking for it because that'll probably get us a different rating on this podcast. Yeah, but there's something there anyway. So this, this drives me nuts. You can't tell me that these vendors don't know that this happens. Like this is this is part of the scheme. This is part of the scam to get people to buy more of this stuff is to use inefficient packaging that dries the product out so that you have to go and buy more of the product. You know, it's just it's, it's just gnarly and underhanded and it's annoying and it's not limited to just spackle. There are lots of companies that do this kind of stuff, including organizations in our sphere of influence. And it just reminded me the timing here was kind of prescient because I was dealing with this spackle thing. And then in my newsfeed randomly came across an article talking about how uh, Amazon has been, uh, there, there are some internal documents that have been obtained by Business Insider that have recently leaked talking about how Amazon has knowingly tricked people into signing up for prime subscriptions and the FTC is investigating them for those practices, as well as a program to make it harder for people to cancel prime subscriptions using. I, 
I already, I have lots of thoughts and questions and remarks, but I want to <laughs> let you finish your thing here. So all, I'm primed. Good. I'm ready to go. Excellent. So the 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 key term here, and I, I love that we have a, a term for this now because there's you know confusing signups and you know uh, you know hard hard to cancel and things like that. There's actually a term now that the FTC is using for this stuff, and it's called dark mm -hmm. patterns. This dark is actually, patterns. Oh, so I like that. Isn't I like it's, that. It's very good. It's very nefarious. Now, did they come up it's with very this? Spooky. I don't. Or they just adopt it's it? It's kind of a. I, can't imagine the government was that clever. I don't know the genesis yeah. of the term. I just so found they, the you're, what you're saying is they they merely adopted the dark I, pattern language. <laughs> oh my god, I was molded by it. <laughs> Sorry, it was a long road to hoe for just that. That was totally. I worth feel like it, the payoff. A, yeah, any any Dark Knight reference is totally like worth you it. got me. So dark patterns is the name of deceptive navigation processes that make it. Uh, deliberately confusing or difficult to complete an action. So in Amazon, let me, let me rephrase that for you. Dark pattern means malicious UX. You could, I guess, you could summarize it that way. But the you know the intention is obviously to push user action in a direction that is desirable for the company, uh, often without the user being completely in the know. Um, well, and this is nothing new. What I, what I mean by malicious UX, like it has been for years now, for for what, uh, for 30 years, right? If you want somebody to internet. not do something and you want something, you know, you have, you're presenting the user with a choice. You have to present the user with a choice, A or B. You want mm -hmm. them to click A. You don't want them to click B. So what you do is you make A 96 font, mm -hmm. green, blinking, yeah. outlined, glossy, and in front of their face. And then you make B a small, understated, kind of maybe light gray text link near a somewhere right, right? i mean that doesn't even have like that is a that's a, a classic example of like happy path ux information architecture how you develop your funnel how you get users on the right track how you you know and you can see you can you can look at at, at studies about companies that said look we presented a and b on even footing and we had this success rate this conversion rate this cancel rate whatever it was and then if we made a greener or bigger or we moved it to the left or right or did other things you know conversions tripled cancellations halved you know you see these kinds of things and it's well known and i don't think any of that's i, I don't find that problematic right what i find problematic here and and what i think you're talking about here is not just how you present two options on one page visually to get your users you know to point them in the direction you'd rather them go what i would uh, suggest is that these when i say malicious ux it's intentionally burying option B under six submenus, not even putting it on the page. Or and I can, oh man, I'm sorry, I'm I'm hijacking. Please continue. I have <laughs> I have lots to talk about here. So you're right about Happy Path, and and you know this is using a very what they're doing is using a very common UI UX procedure. You know Happy Path highlighting you know optimal common default option and downplaying less common, less desirable. There's nothing inherently wrong with that. That's actually a good no, thing. not at all. You make it, you actually, it's beneficial to the user when you make it easy and obvious where they naturally want to go. And, you know, downplay, you, you still want to have, you know, if there's a fork in the, the road, that you still want the load rest, you, you still want the road less traveled to be there, but 
it's the less traveled road. And so it ha- it's it's not the freeway. It's the little dirt path. And so it's not as big. It's not as noticeable. That's okay. That's a good thing. What What is happening here is exactly what you said. They take this to the extreme. And so rather than it simply being uh, diminished or in some way minimized, they go out of their way to obfuscate, hide, and really make it not just not not just minimized, but hard to find and and actually increasing user frustration. There, you, yeah. there should be no and, additional and there's frustration. The difference there. That's the difference. Exactly, exactly right. Because because the, it's it's a it's a change in approach, right? I can commerce is about two parties exchanging value, and so if I operating a uh, a, a, a website for profit, then the purpose is commerce. You come there, that's what it's for. And so you want to, you want to encourage the commerce path, the happy path, right? There is a difference between making the commerce path more seamless. There's a difference between doing that, which nat- naturally, like the act of prioritization is saying yes to some things and no to everything else. There's there's a difference between optimizing for the commerce path and and erecting artificial barriers to path B, mm-hmm. right? To the to the non-commerce path. The the you know, don't buy it or cancel your subscription, whatever the thing is you don't want them to do. Like prioritizing option A is not the same as making B harder. Mm. Those are and that's where when you when you go from one to the other, that's where I start to think like this is actually malicious UX. This is this is slimy. Yeah. Business practice. So there's and there's two ways you can do it. And Amazon is guilty of it on on both sides. Um, on the sign up side, they've actually obfuscated what you're what you're actually clicking, what you're actually getting. And so you don't actually see it until it's done. Uh, Amazon has made changes to for for new customers. They've made changes to the to the Amazon Prime advertisement that they get when they purchase things. It doesn't mm-hmm. even if if this screen if the screenshot I'm looking at here is if this is accurate. Let me look at this real quick. Well, what is it? So, so on sign up on the on the front end on the front what, end. What are they doing? You're saying they're they're hiding what people are paying for until they paid for it. Like what what is your? So they're they're basically getting people to sign up for Amazon Prime without without highlighting the fact that they're signing up for a subscription service. They they are talking about the fact that oh why pay for shipping here you know get get free free two day shipping, mm-hmm. and buried in a list of checkboxes is the fact that, and you're starting a free 30 day trial of Amazon prime, you know? So it's, 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 Hey, click this box, free two day shipping. Congratulations. And then you're also signing up for Amazon prime. You know, like it's, it's, it's that kind of a presentation. I'll see here. I can, I can show you the screenshot just so you can. Um, yeah. So I mean, as, as a consumer, like as a consumer, I think there is, there is some burden of responsibility to recognize that there's no free lunch. Like if a, if a website, Amazon or otherwise yeah. says, Oh, click here to get it for free. Well, if it's free, why didn't you just give it to me? Like, what am I clicking for? Like I that understand. is, that is an indication to the user that like, you know, or should be an indication to a rational consumer that there's, there's an issue. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Yes. Uh, you you know I'm big on personal responsibility. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny that, but the company does not have to go out of its way to hide the fact that you're you're getting a subscription. So in the link I sent you, um, you're gonna have to scroll down a little bit past the um, past the screenshot of Baldy there, um, Bezos. 
Um, and then you'll see two back-to-back pictures. One is the current view yep, and I one is them. the 2017 one. Okay, so the one with the pile of boxes is the current one. Only one line in that thing even talks about the fact that you're signing up for a service, a subscription service. Two, I guess, if you talk about how you can cancel it at any time. The rest of it no, is talking about No, I mean, it says right there, start a, start a free 30-day trial of Amazon Prime. Yeah, but how much does it cost? And... What, you know, where does it say you, they're, they're, the confirmation, actually, the confirmation button says get fast free shipping. Like they, they are completely obfuscating the fact that this is a subscription service. Yeah, I don't. Uh, so you, you actually don't. Interesting. You don't have a like problem not, with this. I, start a free 30 day trial of Prime. Now, I, to me, it really matters, uh, assuming that this is like, oh, I'm, I'm going through, I added stuff to my cart, I click checkout. Um, have I already paid at this point? But no, no, you haven't. Uh, for okay, so who, I've, I've, hold on a second. For users playing along at home, go to the, sh- go to the website, refactor.work, check our show notes. I'm going to have a link to this article that we're actually yeah. looking at together in real time. And I'll and you play, can play along at home. So I'll actually, I'll actually play with embedding these images into the article. So, so yeah. if you're looking at the show notes, you, you should be able to see these. I'll, I'll try to put these in here, but, uh, but if I'm looking at this, okay, so I've not yet paid, I click checkout and this is what I see, right? That's, that's my understanding. Yeah. I've been, right. Yeah. Uh, I, I have been an Amazon yeah. Prime member so for I do, a long time, so I, I do. I, I do have. This. Yeah, I mean, if you're saying okay, start a three, start a free thirty day trial of Amazon Prime, I think you've got. I, I and they do. There is fine print underneath. Oh, by signing up, you agree to the mm-hmm. terms, and then it'll auto renew for ninety nine a year. Blah blah blah. Yeah, this is this is less bothersome to me than really? what you're about to talk about. Yeah, oh, see, this I'm, to me feels very dirty and underhanded because they bury the fact it's, that it's a that it's a recurring subscription in the fine print, and the whole the the whole meat I think, of I the think marketing should, message here is free shipping. That's what they're talking about in the marketing message of it. They're only adding yeah. enough. This is you know what this reminds me of. This reminds no, you me, you know, but but you're you're walking a fine line here because because okay, all it takes all it takes is five seconds to actually read everything on the page. And you understand what's going on here. I, I don't, they are saying on this page, like on in the mm-hmm. copy of this image, I see all of the information I need to make a full decision about what's happening here with the two options being presented. Mm-hmm. Now, where you are on the optimizing happy path versus erecting barriers for the, what, what do we call it? The sad path, I guess. Um, that I'm I'm just saying I'm not completely convinced you have both feet in the erecting barriers side of the equation. I'm not completely convinced with both feet that this is malicious UX. I think I understand what your point is, though. And if I'm looking at this just a nitpick, I think what I'm in my own head, what I'm seeing here, the thing that's missing. What what in my mind would change the analysis here completely and make this like, yeah, complete non-issue. Right now, you're in you're in dark camp. I'm in gray I am, area. I'm definitely in dark camp. Would, and I'm going to talk about it in a second, but go ahead. Yeah, and what would completely change that for me is if there were an asterisk after start a three 30-day trial of Amazon Prime mm. that pointed to that, pointed that to small that text print. in the footer. If, okay. if there were that asterisk, just some attention paid to like, hey, there's something to think about here. 
I think I I wouldn't even be in gray area okay, with this. Okay, so so I, I think but we that, definitely have a different a different approach on we, this one for sure. We definitely have a different approach because th- this kind of stuff, th- this kind of marketing duplicity drives me up the wall. This has always been a a, a bugaboo for me. I do not like this stuff at all because the intention here is plainly evident. I want you to buy this thing, but I don't want to actually talk to you about the thing. I'm talking to you about this, uh, this ancillary benefit that you do get with the thing, but it's not free, but that's not ancillary, right? They, they are, they're grabbing, like, you know, you talk to any, you talk to any, uh, like any sales or marketing person, they're going to say, talk benefits, not features. Well, sure. Right? That's the what they're doing. They talk here. about selling the sizzle. No, I, I get that. You, you talk about selling the sizzle. That's, that's getting them on board with the idea though. This to me is not, this to me is, so they talk about, you don't sell the steak, you sell the sizzle. Well, what this is doing is, this is selling the sizzle of, you know, a, a, a piece of chicken, you know, it's it's not it's not actually talking about the same kind of thing. It's describing, you know, it's describing the sizzle of a steak, but it's actually not selling you the steak. It's selling you chicken. It's it, it's a it's deliberately misleading. It's not talking about Amazon Prime as a subscription. And here's what here you're signing up for this service. And here are the great benefits that you get with this service. That's not what they're saying. They're saying we want to give you free shipping. So, give, no, so okay. here, just so, click this thing so for free under, shipping. So it's, it's understanding in more nuance. Intent. You're saying the the intent is not if you buy a subscription, you'll get free shipping on this order and all the others. You're suggesting that the the message here is intended to be click this button and it's free. And it's free. It, that's exactly right. And this, and and to to my earlier kind of analogy, you're suggesting that this is maliciously depressing the analysis of the the sad path with yeah, this yeah this is this is this feels to me while you by the num by the letter you are right it does say start a free 30 day trial at the bottom of the page it does have fine print that actually says that you're signing up for this thing so yeah. it's it is it is letter of the law and not spirit of the law here let me give you an, the, the, so, so your your basic to say it another way your basic contention here is that they're they're making this look like a one time decision where it's actually a recurring correct. relationship Think and that's about, the core that seems to be the core of your argument it, yeah that and the fact that they're not actually talking about the service at all they're just simply talking about it this it's this one no it's event. not it's not no no it's it's not correct to say they're not talking about the service at all they, start a free trial of yeah, amazon the, prime like it that. is one of six bullets it's not even the first bullet it's it is clearly intended. To, they're putting well, it in there because they have to, because truth in advertising get, is a thing. But they you, are you do get the line here. You do get two points on this one, though, because uh, what I see in this list is free two-day shipping, free standard shipping, free release date delivery, discounted one-day and Saturday shipping, right? Those are four of the six check marks, and they're all benefits. They're all features, right? And then the fifth one is the why fifth one for is, free shipping. <laughs> No, no, the, 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 there are four benefits. There's six bullets. They're all listed evenly, as in they all have the same weight and the same attention. The same and they're alignment. all equal. They're all the same thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. The bottom four are the features. The, the second one is this is a trial of a subscription, uh-huh. but we don't call it a subscription and right. there's no asterisk, which is my big issue. And then the first one is just, is, is just, uh, is nothing. It says, why pay for shipping? Get free two-day shipping on this order. Exactly. The first one is like, 
it's whatever the inverse, whatever the the whatever the contrapositive of like a call to action is. It's just it's just words. Mm-hmm. And then the second one is it's a free trial, but we don't say it's a sub. And then the other four, like you don't even have you're listing six things as equal weighting, but there are three different categories of thing that you're saying here. And not only that, it's literally like now we have more check marks. That's literally that what is, this exercise yes, is. Yes, that's exactly what this is. And not only is this more check marks, but they're using the check mark list. It's not the first thing. It's not the last thing. It's obfuscate. It's hidden it's in, the, in middle. the middle. Yeah. It's hidden in the middle. The intention here is and it's so bumped evident. down. It's bumped down from first by some bullcrap marketing. By a bullcrap one. But it's not a feature. It's it's not a feature. The first bullet point is not a feature. It's not anything I care about. It's just sales. Right. Yeah. Well, this whole thing, I mean, let's be clear. This whole yeah. thing is sales. None of this is. Yeah, but we've no, graduated beyond that. Yeah, okay. 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 So, so, um, you, you know what this reminds me of this remind I, two things jump to mind to me first. Um, I don't deal with it as much. We don't deal with it as much these days, but freeware freemium type of yeah. software packages. When you download them, what they, a lot of them used to do, and some of them still do it is when you install them, they give you these options to install this additional extra software. And what these deal these deals are is that this other third-party vendor has made an agreement with the company that you want. So there's the tool that you actually want to use. And then there's this third-party, you know, barnacle, this blood-sucking leech that's attached to the installer that you approve, you say yes to that installer. And then there's this other installer that pr- that comes up and they prompt you to install this other thing. And the the way that you approve or deny that installer is always set up in a deceptive fashion. It always looks different. The easiest thing that they'll do is, you know, when you're doing the installers, next, 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 you do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. The, the approve button is put in the same physical spot where the... Uh, the the next button was yeah. and you click right on them. through it and, the, and they'll flip yeah. them exactly that's so, that's malicious ux right and, and and so that's malicious ux um but they'll also even if they don't do that they'll change the wording and you need to actually stop pause think read yeah. the words that are being well this said this was bothering so my can, uh long story short my son was I gave him my phone to play Fruit Ninja. We were bored. And so uh, he's playing the Fruit Ninja thing and he kept hitting these ads that Mm -hmm. it wasn't obvious how to get the ad to go away. Like Mm -hmm. it was a combination of you had to wait for the exit, like the X button or the next button to appear. Mm -hmm. They were really small, really gray, partially transparent, way buried in the corner of the screen. And you had to be like a Marine sniper to hit the thing without activating Mm -hmm. the the rest Mm -hmm. of the panel. and he kept hitting this and it was annoying me because I'm like, why that just why is my six-year-old sitting here and watching ads for apps on the phone? <laughs> like he just wants to slash some fruit. This is not yeah. and then so uh so then I figured I I I had other kids there and anyway, I watched him go through play through the game, and it was exactly this. You get to the end, you want to play again. Okay, so you, you slash the fruit to play again, and then you slash the fruit to play again, and then there's another choice. And there's two choices, play again or watch this free ad for, you know, whatever, whatever. you know, you get an extra fruit or whatever the stupid thing is, but they're flipped. So if you're just Mm -hmm. swiping to get to the next thing, you're always going to hit. And I was like, okay, stop here, (laughs) click the other one, because that's not, you know, he's getting frustrated because he just wants to play the game. And I'm getting frustrated because of the persistence of this Mm -hmm. advertising. 
Yeah. And then it was it was exactly what this happened just last night. This was just what we're talking about here. Flipping the order of the buttons, get you used to clicking in one spot and then switch it at the last step. And mm-hmm. and that's I don't like this. Yeah. This, I don't think anybody does. Yeah. So this is not I mean, what we're describing here is not that per se, because, you know, it's not like a next. next oh, well, actually, it might be. I don't know what the screen before and after this uh, this promo look like. So maybe it is. <clears throat> the 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 primary call to action here is get fast free shipping it's the it's the natural the usual amazon yellow button it's in the lower right corner which is where you would normally find the submit button so maybe it is um but it's it's it is the messaging is deceptive here here's here's this maybe this will get you all, uh, where my head's at so you've heard the term satisficing have you heard that term before yeah okay so this is deceptive use of satisficing because you have all this information about free you and you are burying in the list and, and in the fine print the fact that it's a subscription the fact that you know you're signing up for it and all that kind of stuff and what's satisficing uh satisficing is a um uh I, I should I actually where's 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 Archer help me out here for, hey phrasing thanks Archer so um, you are satisficing is a, a way of, uh, finding an adequate or satisfactory result, uh, rather than something being, uh, it's your 13 perfect. piece or 15 pieces of flair. Uh, I don't think, no, no, it's not flair at all. This yeah, is, this sa- is a mental, satisfying, satisficing. You are literally just trying to meet the bare minimum. You're trying you, yeah, you're you're you are scanning the information with a minimum of effort, trying to make a decision with you know something that is satisfactory. It may not be perfect, but it's good enough. And this page is set up with satisficing in mind because it buries buries the important stuff inside of it. So you quickly scan this, and what does the quick scan of this page tell you? Click button, free shipping. That's what this. Click, that's click what the, yellow button. Click yeah. yellow button, get free shipping. That's all that. I mean, that's the satisficing approach here, and that's what you that's what you walk mm. away with. I mean, all right, so now you you may regret bringing in that term. So what we're doing here in terms of satisficing, there's consistent UX. The yellow button is what you want people to do. That's what we're doing here. Satisficing is, and if I'm, I don't feel this strongly about this particular page, but, but to, to take your, uh, to take your viewpoint, your strong opinion here and carry it a little farther the satisficing is the fact that they put the fine print in the footer at all. The satisficing is the fact that they mention it's uh, prime. That that is satisficing at, with regard to the legal requirement right, to, to the legal for your customer, for your consumer to understand what it is they're purchasing, what it is they're transacting with you. If they didn't, if there wasn't satisficing here from a legal and regulatory perspective, that that fine print would not be there. Exactly, the fine yes. print wouldn't be there, right? That's the satisficing is the minimum necessary requirement to meet our rule that says the cons- consumer has a right to know what it is they're signing up for. Okay, so what is the minimum thing we can do to meet that while still uh, okay. forcing them into the Prime membership is, uh, well, we'll say it in the bullet points, but it doesn't have to be first, and then we'll put some fine print at the bottom. Okay, okay, hold on a second. So w- you and I are talking about Because when, two- when you whoa, use the term satisficing, there's a, there's a tone, there's an implication yeah, there yeah, that yeah. like 
it is with the express intent of meeting a minimum bar and nothing more. Okay, so hold on a second. You and I are talking about two different things. So first of all, satisfies okay. for anyone who's who I, I I didn't finish the the definition. So it's a combination of satisfy and suffice. So it's a it's a it's a combination term. There was a, a economist named Herbert Simon who who coined the phrase. Uh, it's been around for a long time. So it's a combination of satisfy and suffice. You're talking about satisficing from Amazon's perspective, they're doing what they need to be legally compliant with truth and truth in advertising. Right. Stuff. That's what okay. I thought we were talking That's about. If it's not, not I apologize. No. no, it's OK. OK, because because I think but your point is no less valid. What I'm talking about is how a user who is viewing this page does mm-hmm. a satisficing scan. I have a book. Uh, OK. Oh, gonna, you're just talking about users being lazy. Yeah, of course. But right, we get used to clicking the yellow button because it gets us closer to the goal. Yeah. No, 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 no. So I have a book. I can't remember it off the top of my head. The book is called Don't Make Me Think by Steve Krug. The uh, subtitle really says it all. A common sense approach to web usability. He talks about the concept of satisficing in there as pertains to web design development. The book itself in general is an awesome read. I highly recommend it for everyone who is a web developer in any respect, front or back end, product or technical. It's a great read. In that book, it talks about satisficing, the satisficing process that a user does and what a, how, the way that a user scans the page to find the yeah. relevant information. This page is designed with the notion of, you, of a user conducting a satisficing glance of the page to determine what they need to know to to fill the page in and they're putting the information following. I mean, I am sure that they have done eye tracking heat maps of how, how the users read this page. And I guarantee you that that 30 day free trial thing, that second bullet on the list, that's a cold spot. That's a spot that people yeah. don't naturally look at. And so they're right. They're so all, leaning. all, well, okay. Any any good UX team will always follow these guidelines. We'll always approach web page construction in the way that you described. Which Amazon's is how we not started. evil for doing no, that. No, no, here. no, no, no. Well, hold on a second. So, no, you're you're right. Just like we started, you know, doing um, building pages with happy path design, understanding how people naturally scan mm-hmm. the page right, is good. Right. That's why that's why the logo in the top left corner is always yeah. you click that to go home. That's I mean that that, that those are all good practices. But this page, this design is using those practices and using those habits for a nefarious outcome. They are trying to trick people into signing up for the Amazon approach for Amazon Prime without them necessarily getting to it. But they're trying to. What they're going for. Yeah. What they're going for here is just another page that you have to click OK to rather than making it obvious that the user is making a meaningful choice. Correct. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. So this is, so I- Yeah, no argument on that. Okay, so I think that this stuff is, this is just nasty. I think this is nasty. There is a, uh, in the article, hopefully in our show notes directly, there is a another screenshot directly underneath of it that shows what the Amazon Prime signup looked like in 2017, back when Amazon Prime was still sort of uh, new. And it is much more obviously, hey, you're signing up for a free trial. Here's all the benefits you get. But you're signing up for a free trial and, and it is obvious what you are doing and what's going to happen. And I ironically, would, it's, if we're, I don't want to spend too much more time on this particular example, but ironically, I find this page more confusing. Well, I, it's 
I, I mean, which is why, which is why they don't use it anymore, right? Well, I, well, no, they don't use it anymore because I'm sure that the page on top gets when you're more trying people to, to sign up than the page. When on you're the talking bottom. about a That's funnel and you're it. trying to convert, cognitive dis- dissidence is not something well, you aim is, for. So the fact that I look at this and go, "Wait, what's going on?" That's why they don't do it. Well, that that okay. So now we're into a rabbit hole that talks about what good UI UX looks like because I I would and I agree with you. I think the bottom one is more confusing. But there is a middle ground where you've got the clarity and cleanliness of the top solution without the bait and switch characteristics. So I think right. so you one, can do both. So I one, bottom one page makes with it, improvement is what I'm saying. One makes it obvious that there is a choice being made. The other doesn't. Yes. But there are also two different scenarios, right? One is not because the, the first example says – Here's your order. Do you want Prime? Even if they don't present it that way. The second one is we are giving you a free trial of Prime. Do you want to buy it after that trial? That right. Ma- so it is a different page. It's not the same page in both places. So I want to make that clear. It's well, not exactly I- apples to apples, but vis-a-vis your initial point here, which is uh, this is, I would say, borderline, you say, abjectly scummy, uh, malicious UX yeah, on Amazon's part. Yeah. Neither of us is in the camp that this is totally okay. Great. So I think that's yes. where we would agree that's, here. Neither of us is all the way to the left on this scale. The, that's the. I mean, in in our in 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 the Venn diagram that is our relationship. That is the little sliver in the middle where you and I overlap. Is that the, you know, yeah? This is this is definitely in at some to some degree not okay. All right, fine. Yeah. All right, moving moving yep. on. Yeah, this, I'm, I'm on this with one that. Is, okay, okay. So m- moving on to the one where we're totally. <laughs> Totally going to agree. Let me, I got to send, I got to send you the, uh, the article here to, uh, you got another link for me. I have another link. Yeah. Let me, let me find it here. Uh, here it is. Uh, and this will all, yeah, be if we were any kind notes. of professional, we might've shared this ahead of time. I, it, well, but see, then, but then you might've, <laughs> then you might've planned and we would have had prepared. No, I like, I, I like that we don't. I like that yeah, we don't. You're this damn is, right. This is not, yeah, exactly. This is yeah. not a, like a planned discussion. We well, don't have no. an agenda coming in here. We're just like, we're two a-holes with internet connections, just chatting. And some free time that's what this that we carved is. out in the day. Exactly right. Yeah. All right. So I just sent you another article. Um, and in this one. Okay. Yeah, scroll, I have I have a lot to say on this. Scroll one. down. To, so everything that we I mean, the article is a good read um, and it talks about a project that they actually had internally. This was the leaked documents. There was an internal project code named Iliad, Iliad, which is just, oh, my gosh, that in and of itself is nasty because the Iliad is this. It, it's a it belies it belies the underlying evil uh, consumer malice yes. that this team has it yes. really and and in a way that is pithier than i think we would have been able to come up with without such a code name <laughs> it's, it really there's is. no way that people thought oh what we're doing benefits the user and that's just a cute pet name for the project no this is no this is this some like totally next intent. level yeah, this is some Wolf of Wall here. Street kind of nonsense this going is. on with this. So Iliad, for anyone who doesn't know, is an ancient Greek poem written by, uh, I think it's Homer. Was that a ho- Homer? Was that, was that, Known Homer? for being epically long, long. and storied. It's considered a poem. It's considered a Greek poem. It is, depending on translation, five to six hundred pages. I mean, it is it is huge. So not not a not a little thing and it's 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 deep heavy reading it's convoluted it's it's a hard yeah it's now hard. i don't want to it's hard so 
I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't keep it in any longer. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say something. Here. All right, go um, for it. I, I just looked at my email because I think it'll help. I think it'll help fast track the conversation here. Sure. Um, I just looked back in my email and it was February fifth. Uh, was the night my wife and I have been talking about this for a little while. We just canceled our Prime membership. It's Did crazy you? that you bring this up today. Oh my gosh! I, I went back in the emails. <laughs> this was not and planned, it was, folks. I swear we didn't plan this. I I, I went back in my emails. I had to look, and it was it was February fifth that that I canceled it. And I remember doing it not because it's some oh this was a major you know we we had we bought a house we had three kids then we canceled our prime membership these are the five <laughs> these are the major step, events that have happened since success. we got married right these are the five no these are the five life events right life and events. and canceling prime is in between having kids and death of a parent like that's that's <laughs> how you track your the timeline of your of your of existence your here on yeah. earth right it's a big dis- <laughs> i remember it because i was so pissed with amazon okay why were you and pissed wh- with amazon First of all, Iliad I, is exactly right because I think it was no less. I I did it on the 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 app on the phone. It was no less than like six taps. Once I found in the menu in the your account, I don't remember the exact flow. It was a month and a half ago. Sure. Yeah. Um, once I found where it was to initiate the cancellation process, I think I counted like five taps to get through it. Mm-hmm. And every one of them was unnecessary. I get like, okay, cancel your membership. Here, I, here's here's how I would have designed, or here's how a non malicious UX designer would go about this process. Uh, you you have a user, they click on the cancel my account link. I bring them to a landing page that says, hey, uh, just so you understand what's going on, here's here's you already paid for your year, so here's where your benef- here's when your benefits will expire, and here are all the things, the wonderful things, the wonderful lavish lifestyle that you are giving up by by taking this action, mm-hmm. you know. And then no, in a yellow button, no, please, I want to keep my relationship with Uncle Jeff, and then maybe a text link that says, "Yes, I'm sure." I could even see adding another page. It's like, hey, just to be clear. You're going to lose all these benefits. You're sure you want to do that. And then you won't be charged on your next scheduled renewal. I could see that flow where there's a cancel link, a, a really heavy sales page, and then even a confirmation. I could I could get behind a two-page workflow with this. Okay. It was no less than five. Yeah. And every page was a different design, a different sales tactic. Different layout. Had, had more than one Happy Path CTA. You know, at one point there was They're like, all oh, the same size. Uh, yeah. No, keep my membership the way it is. And then the other one was remind me later. And then there was a small text link. No, please, I want to continue with the cancellation. Uh, every page was, a, and it was infuriating. And then at step three or four in the process, the first time I went through, Oh, we're so sorry. This, oh, oy vey. Oh, oh my golly. Oh, geez. There was a system error. I'm afraid this didn't work. I was livid. Hold on a second. No, I shit you not. I was livid. I I have been living and breathing technology for 20 years. I have done a damn lot of web work. I have worked. the, The number of errors that I have had. Yeah. Using Amazon products over the last, and I think we started our membership like it's almost ten years. We've been we've been Prime members. 
the number of error pages I have seen is shockingly low. Credit to Amazon and their infrastructure and their yep. SRE teams for keeping the thing 24-7, 365, always available. Maybe something slow, but it's not a big deal. But in the middle of a cancellation where, oh, my golly, oh, goodness, oh, I, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that there was an error. I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here. I almost lost it. I went right back through, and then I think after that, I got past it that time. There was a delay, but it didn't fail, and then I think a step or two later, finally let me end the thing. Um, I was I was not so happy, because so, I knew exactly, there was no way that okay, was an accident. Okay, well, hold on a second. So, so you, um, you to explain for the audience here, because you're, you're borrowing on a ton of experience for this, okay? Because- to to the average person, it's entirely possible for an error page to pop up in the middle of a process. That's actually when error pages occur is, you know, things happen during the process. So what I'm hearing is based on my knowledge and experience with error pages and how they happen and when and how and what they look like. This error page was obviously complete fabrication. There wasn't actually an error. It was just a way to introduce another step in the process and the error page look like that. That's what I'm hearing you say. I'm, you I'm not saying I'm not saying that deep down in the bowels of the Java code that runs this thing that there's not like a uh you know math.random percent six equal equals zero then raise exception. I'm I'm not saying that it's that overt. Okay. But it, I I I really, I really wish this information was knowable by any anybody other than Amazon management. Guaranteed, there is absolutely a higher failure rate in the workflows for cancellation. I, mm. I, I have no evidence for this, but I, I feel it to my core so, because for ten years now, or I don't know, eight years, ten years, whatever it's been, we have been Prime members, and I look back at some of the data, and it's shocking. I'm shocked. Shocked scary how many orders we have placed with amazon over tons, that time and tons like yeah. like and, and at one point the calculation was oh and and for the last few years we've done the calculation how many orders do we typically place through amazon in a year what is our sense of the average shipping cost and then if you multiply those two numbers is it equal or greater than the cost of the membership and and for a while that that has been a positive relationship but like waning mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. Lately, it's like, I don't even care if it saves us a few bucks. I'm just tired of dealing with this company. We don't like them, and we're, we're leaving, mm. right? Um, and so, but that it's something that I've been paying attention to. And in those hundreds of orders over those years, looking for products, looking at reviews, pulling up UGC, uh, like the, the, the reviews and the images and videos people upload in, in, mm -hmm. the, in the comments, um, the, the error rate on Amazon is less than any other service I've used. Period. I mean, it's it's shocking. I'm shocked. They do a really good job. Yeah. And there were no other pro, no other issues that night. I even went and browsed some things. I looked at the status page after the fact. You know mm -hmm. that they published mm -hmm. their AWS status. All of this kind of no, no, no problem. I think there's like a. I I, I I'm almost cynical enough to think that there is intentionally like a a a a raw exception that gets raised on a pseudo random basis somewhere in the code for this flow. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Okay, so I believe that you're that you're probably right. I believe they actually did this nefariously. I think that for uh, a question for you and then I've got more, but question for you.
the page that came up, the error message, did it say anything about your cancellation? And I wish back? I screenshotted it. I wish you did I too. wish I screenshotted it. All yeah. I remember though, is that I did have to restart the whole process. Okay. I had to go back and find, I don't know if I had to close the app, but I, I certainly had to go back into account pref, uh, a stat. I had to. I had to go back and and re-navigate to the right. cancel and then do the whole flow over again. Right. So, um, I uh, I don't think I don't I wouldn't expect it to be pseudo random. What I actually th- would suspect would be uh, a time based. I would expect a stopwatch because you, as a very very savvy user, are going to be. Able oh, and to there ne- were delays. Oh, there I'm were sure. longer page loads in this process. One hundred percent. Okay. All right, I, I almost, it's almost worth the, what is it? It used to be like $99. Now it's like 140, I think. It's, it's almost worth it to me to sign up with a fresh email address and then go through it again with a stopwatch and measure average paid, like mean Ooh. page load delays Ooh. on the site and the checkout process versus cancellation to see if there's a Delta because I felt one. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is before I was pissed off because I got, oh, <laughs> such an unfortunate accidental error. We are mm-hmm. sorry for the inconvenience. Oh, I was, I was hot. I so, was hot. So I think it's, I, I think they probably used a stopwatch because you're a savvy user. And so you're going to navigate through the, the, quagmire that they have thrown up in front of you uh, very, very quickly. And so it'd be easy for them on the app side to see time between the page navigations that, you know, you, oh, you, you think are, they're saying, oh, this guy seems to be cutting through really quick. We're going to, we're going to put gonna in slow additional him down blockers. Forcibly. Yes. I, I can see this actually being oh, a forcible blocker is a, based on your savviness at getting around their system. I don't know. And okay, forcing so you I, to go back. So, so you're, we're going to make you pause and think about it, whether you want to or not. Or that's, that's. I don't know whether intention. that's. I don't know I whether think. that's more or less evil than quote accidentally unquote well, erroring out at one well, that's step. The, but it, I mean, they are one in the same thing, and I think both of them are 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 absolutely despicable, disgusting. No, but practices. right, right. So, so, so that granted, like which one create, which one takes more intentional disdain for your customer? Which one takes more active, like borderline fraud like mentality? What's the A B comparison here? What are we comparing? We're comparing the fake error versus. What the fact that they timed you on the navigation is that is that what you're comparing? But I thought I, maybe maybe I misunderstood. I thought what mm. you were suggesting was like they have like they have a lot of potential roadblock pages. Let's call right. them what they are. Sure, yeah. And they, they added are. more. They made my process longer because I got through the first couple faster. Uh, you're suggesting that they timed me, and that's why I got the error. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. that's what I'm suggesting is that, yeah, no, I'm I'm saying they put the uh, fake error in front of you because they saw how fast you were going and went, yeah, no, we're, we're going to, we need to slow this guy down. Obviously, you know, our, he, you know, he, he's, he's punching holes in the, you know, he, he, he's, he's navigating. Oh gosh. What's the, um, yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. He's you know, navigating the bureaucracy. The system. <laughs> They're penetrating the bureaucracy. <laughs> it's from Incredibles, yeah, <laughs> and and that is that just simply won't do. You know, we want people to slow down and really think about this and make really sure consider that this tough really life consider, choice. I mean, this right? is a serious implication that you're talking about. Yeah, after after they spend hours toiling over this decision, then they can then they decide whether to put their parents in a home. But this is what you really need to be spending your time <laughs> on. Yeah, so so they are they are putting a they are putting a, a 
wall in front of you, a pause, a breather, yeah. no matter what. Um, and the the thing is, um, for for if, depending on if there's any, those of you in the audience who aren't, aren't web devs, faking this kind of stuff is stupid easy. I mean, it's real easy to fake a long load page timer. It's easy to fake an error page. It's easy to track how long would, it takes between page events. I mean, this I is would all submit to you, doable stuff. I would submit to you that the easiest and most cost-effective and most defensible in court method of doing this the right way. And let's let me let me take a second and set the context here. When I say okay, the right yeah. way, I am an Amazon executive. Okay. And my sole purpose in life is to prevent cancellations, right? It's mm -hmm. it's loss prevention. That is my oh I I can't use that. That's a specific term in retail. Uh my my job is to find ways to keep people from canceling their subscription. Reta retention subscription is my goal, retention. right? Subscription right. retention. That is that is what my whole job is. The easiest, the cheapest, without a doubt, and the most surefire way to prevent cancellations is, and, and you got to understand, for those that may not be aware of this, within Amazon, there are different teams working on all different parts of this website. It's oh, not yeah. like there's a web team and they build the whole thing. There are entire multiple teams for individual widgets on the site driving it's this a, stuff. It's it is a crazy. huge, multi, so, but, multifaceted machine. Yeah. It's very, very complicated. But ultimately, there is some business unit responsible for the cancellation workflow, right? That mm -hmm. rolls up to one person who is materially accountable for that process as a, as a business workflow. The best way to do this is just to not give the cancellation workflow team any QA people, right? Because if I want to introduce mm. art, I want to start timing mm. users and introduce artificial errors and do all of this kind of stuff. That actually takes some engineering, right? That I, then I got to test it. I got to make sure it works. I can't. I can't have some accidental bug that little Jimmy introduced, and I'll come back to little Jimmy in a moment. Uh, that means everyone would cancel, or like everybody would error all the time because then I'm going to get complaints my, and the jig is up because now I'm being transparent with what, right? Like the best way to do this is just to put all of your junior people on the cancellation workflow team and then not give them any QA and let just let them break it. <laughs> just. And then you've got yourself some some fairly plausibly deni plausible deniability like, and leave oh, cover. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, oh, sorry. You know, uh, Bethany's uh, head of QC for the, she was out that year. You know, she, <laughs> her cat was on fire. She had to go put the cat out and, and she just, she wasn't in the office that, that year. Um, sorry about this is, oh, what that's an oversight. Oh, Yvay, oh no, that, right. what an oversight. So you know? that's a, so that is a, that is another way that you could attack this problem the source code though for the for their application is going to be so well buried from from a legal oh from uh, any auditors from yeah, any auditor no, legal so i i i still think it's entirely plausible that they would overtly do something the way that i described it overtly putting the long other thing, loads and pauses the other thing to mention oh absolutely the other thing to mention is they have in the united states alone I don't know what the numbers are, tens of millions of Prime subscribers. There's a lot. So if you have a problem, let's say it is an artificial error every nth time, right? Mm -hmm. uh, if you prevent a half a percent of your attrition yep. in a month, it's 
worth it. That's a lot of money. That pays yep. your check. <laughs> like well, the, the, straight the, up. The 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 project that we were talking the this project Iliad apparently reduced um uh reduced uh uh people unsubscribing cancellations. by by yeah cancellations by like 14 14%. That is wow. not That's a meaningful that number. That is a seriously big amount of money. So yeah, that's absolutely a meaningful a, number. There's a financial incentive to this. Now Amazon is the is 14% on, would be a lot of money to a cat blog, but at Amazon scale that is ridiculous. It's a, it's a gargantuan it's a gargantuan number. And Amazon is obviously it's an easy big obvious target and they have tons of incentive for doing this kind of stuff, but you know Companies large and small are tempted to do this kind of stuff all the time. And I think that it is our responsibility on the engineering team. This is where I, I think that something like something like an engineering oath or some kind of, you know, industry accepted standard of best practices would really, really be useful for us to point to and say, no, I'm not going to do that. That violates my, you know, the tenets of my of my job. Um, the the notion of an engineering, uh, you know, like a like an, a software developer's oath, an engineering oath, is nothing new. It's been talked about uh, a whole bunch. Um, I'm not sure if it's actually a doable thing, but just th this just seemed like a. This is good evidence for why that kind of thing would be useful. Because I mean, those smart those smart good looking guys on Refactored talked about that like three weeks ago, went into some detail. I'm not, so in, in this case, I like I like the sentiment. I'm not convinced, like, it's an additional, are, are you are you prepared I'm, to get tactical with that and recommend no. like what you would actually agree to that no, would no, no, effectively no, no, no. Oh, geez, no. put a not, pressure, like not here, pressure no. against this type of behavior? No, 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 because no. this is just a, this is just like the language has to be so vague and and aspirational and that any sufficiently any sufficiently motivated uh, company is going to be able to BS their way around and, it. And there you go, tumbling down the rabbit hole. No, I, I didn't plan on having a big, long conversation about an, about the engineering oath as a concept. It was just simply an organic offshoot. As we were talking through this, it just sort of yeah. popped into my mind that, hey, if we had something like that, if there was a standard, if yeah. there was some kind of thing like that that an engineering team could could you know what what do they call the oh man what do they on a, on a factory line there's the emergency stop rope there's actually a name for that thing i forget what it's called oh i'm not, I'm not um, sure all right i'm gonna i'm gonna have a lot of interjections in this episode i think um pulling that you know Anyone on the line, this is a big, this was a big part of uh, TPS. Can push the production button and stop system. production. Anyone yeah, yeah, yeah. can do it and they're encouraged to do it. Uh, Toyota mm -hmm. went out of their way in their manufacturing process. Um, TPS it's is amazing. The Toyota by the way, way the, is good read. What? what yeah, what? it's amazing, by the way, the number of imports software industry has from Japanese car makers in the 80s. <laughs> Well, it's like one like Japanese you, I mean, car maker in the eighties. Like it's one then, but yeah. but the point stands. Kanban uh, comes from them. Yep. Kanban, uh, uh, QR codes. Like there's uh, there yep. is a lot, not just in terms of method, a lot of methodology, but not just methodology comes out of Japanese automakers. I that's I don't well, know. It's just an observation. And and uh, you, you know, Toyota, the Toyota production system was basically the progenitor for. Lean Six Sigma, it has yeah, Agile, yeah. has its roots in it, Extreme Programming, mm -hmm. which is all the of progenitor it. to Agile. Like it all yeah. sort of boils back to, now you can go further back, 
And what, what do we get from American did, but... auto manufacturers in the middle of the century? Uh, dealerships. And, <laughs> and everybody knows how lovely and effective and endearing those, those relationships and experiences are. People with brain damage are the real heroes in the end, aren't they, at the end of the day? Brave. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. T- so Toyota way as an engineer is a great read. I would, I would add that one to your, to your list. If you haven't, if you haven't gone through that, because it, it, it covers, they're talking about cars, but you can easily apply it to software. And in fact, a lot of what you do already does come from there. So it's, it's you can, and that's why we're recommending. It. Yeah. It's, and it's actually, it's neat to see the roots of, of agile. Um, uh, lean six Sigma comes from there. Um, and, uh, more recently value stream map mapping, which is a small, it's a component of the Toyota production system. Yep. yep. Comes out of that, um, which is all about identifying and eliminating waste in a cyclical process. You know, you know getting rid of the things that are you know, wasteful steps, wasteful time, things like that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, gosh, I, well, we went on a total tangent there. Um, all okay, right. so uh, back to hello. Amazon. That's not on brand. It's not a tangent. It's a sidebar. Yeah, yeah you're right. Oh my gosh. That, where is my head today? Where's my soundbar? There you go. Ah, there's my drink. I'm ashamed. Um, all right. So, so bringing this all back. So Amazon is doing this, doing uh, deceptive stuff with their navigation coming and going. And I think lots of companies are tempted to do it. Some of them actually do do it. And it's, it's nefarious stuff. The FTC has actually begun investigating this. This is another article that you'll find in the show notes. Um, there is a, uh, they actually had a, uh, a whole information. They had a day long session dedicated to the notion of dark patterns, which is what you can umbrella all this stuff that we've mm-hmm. talked about today with Amazon. All of this falls under the notion of dark patterns where it's yeah. a deceptive or otherwise misleading, confusing uh, navigational process on an application. You want to go left and the app is doing its absolute damnedest to send you right. Yep. That's that's really what it is at, at its at its core. And so the FTC is out is now looking at this and thinking about this, which I take as a as a good thing. Um, you know, the the I I tend to be pretty laissez fair. I I kind of want the government to leave me the heck alone on my on my business and I'll take care of things. The one area that I think government has to come in is laying ground rules for what is and is not okay behavior. Like you you set the outer boundaries. Leave From the lines off the field, standpoint. just draw the outer boundary of the field. And this kind of stuff definitely feels like out of bounds territory. There's no yeah. reason other than your own uh, financial um, enrichment for making things difficult for your co- as soon as you're in the as soon as your company has an adversarial stance to your paying customer or your potentially paying customer as soon as that is is the case you're out of bounds as far as I'm concerned yeah. that's that 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 is where I draw the line and that is exactly what this is. Amazon is incentivized to confuse its customers in this case. They are they are it incentivized an underlying to make disdain things. for their customer base and right. it's despicable. Uh, now okay, so I don't think even a majority of people at Amazon actually have true disdain for their customers. I don't believe that to be the no, case. No, no, no. Let's let me be very clear. Okay. Uh, if we're we're in the United States so we can play the corporate personhood card, 
I'm saying Amazon as an entity manifested by their management. Okay. All right. I'm not sure I wouldn't even completely agree there, but okay. I, I, I see. I acknowledge the definition that you're, that you're talking about and that is sufficient. So y- yes. Um, it, 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 when, when that manifests in behaviors, uh, towards the customer, overt, direct things, that's that's where I think the government actually should step in. So I'm actually glad the FTC is is looking into this, and I hope it actually leads to, um, you know, some some really uh, useful outcomes because, you know, I mean, this yeah. kind of crap, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't this help is, anybody. This is nonsense. No, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It doesn't really help anybody. It doesn't benefit anybody other than, other than the, the company and it only frustrates your users. It's, it's, it's gross. Um, Benefits to shareholders. We're okay with it. Yeah. And that's Rock, not. Rock, flag, and eagle. I mean, that is, and, and that should be a primary driving factor, but it is never the only driving factor. Um, right. Or at least it it's any competitive. Essentially, it's, it's any competitive, even right. if we don't want to call it that, because that's a loaded term in some circles like that's that's what this is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, if you uh, so if you found this conversation enlightening and uh, didn't check out the show notes and play along at home, you can check out the articles. And Shame the on you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you can check out the articles and the screenshots in contained therein, along with uh, a link to a really interesting FTC session that you can actually watch for free online. All those links will be in our show notes. Refactor.work is where you can find those. Uh, if you want to send us some feedback on what we're talking about today, feel free. Feedback at Refactor.work. We'd love to hear from you. Shoot us a note, send us a recording, whatever you want. If you want to hear more from me, you can check me out at hotcoles, K-O-E-H-L-S.com. If you want to check out Chris's musings, you can check him out at Tonkinson.com. It's spelled exactly like how it sounds. Lucky him. This has been episode 63 of the Refactor podcast recorded on March 22nd, 2022. Thanks a lot, Chris. Thanks, Frank. <laughs>